Welcome to the Kingdom Life Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Nilsson, speaker, author, and yes, life coach. We live in a noisy world with a million external influences vying for our attention. This is the space where we can quiet the noise, sort out our thoughts through honest conversation, and discover what it looks like to take aligned, faith-filled action in a world of endless possibilities. Hey, wow, it's so exciting to be here, uh, starting this journey together with the Kingdom Life Coaching Podcast. And if you would have told me about five years ago that this is what I'd be doing, um, this would be the podcast that I would be offering out to the world, I probably would have laughed and not believed you. And yet here we are. So I want to start off with a story um, to help you get to know me a little bit and set the stage for where we are headed in this podcast on this journey together. And uh, luckily, I don't have to cram it all into this one episode because I hear that podcasts come out weekly or bi-weekly. And uh, we all have a lot of time together. So I can slow down the pace of my brain and save some of the stories for future episodes. But I want to start here. About 11 years ago, my husband and I uh, adopted our youngest two kids from Ethiopia. We had, at the time, uh, two biological children in elementary school, and we really felt the call of the Lord to expand our family through adoption. And believe me when I say being a mom is not something that I have been dreaming about my whole life. I, I figured I would probably get married and have children, which I did. And when we had our second child, I was in labor with her. And I remember distinctly looking at my husband and saying, if I ever tell you that I want to have another baby, you have to tell me no. This is not an option. I can't do this again. Um, Labor and delivery was difficult for me. And having a newborn was actually even more difficult. I really suffered from the baby blues and it did not get to the place of full-on postpartum depression. My heart definitely goes out to women um, who are experiencing the depths of that kind of depression. But I remember being so, so weepy and my husband would come home uh, when our kids were newborns and often find me crying harder than the kids he would dutifully take the child and I would figure out how to pull myself together. But um, those sleepless nights were difficult and I was envious of the women who had what some would call baby euphoria. I don't know, maybe some of you out there experienced that when you had a baby. You all of a sudden felt like your life was complete and it was just, you couldn't imagine any day being more <laughs> exciting or more beautiful than than the last that was not my story. So anyway, we uh, were parents of young kids. And I remember going to mops and things like that, which saved my life. So if you're a young mom listening, and you have not checked out your local mops group, consider this your public service announcement. I loved it. Um, and I people would ask me always, so are you done having kids? Isn't that the question that people like to ask? I mean, how do I know if I'm done having kids? But for the most part, I was like, well, you know, we have two kids, but 
I don't know. I suppose if God wants to expand our family, we would, we would adopt. And so on it went every time someone would ask me the same question. And I would add that to my prayer list, you know, dear Lord, please pray for, or please watch over aunt so-and-so and please be with my neighbor and, um, help me know what to do in my job. And Oh, by the way, if you plan for us to adopt, could you make that loud and clear? So over time, I would pray this prayer and just sort of tuck it back into my prayer notebook thinking, well, I'm sure God God will answer it whenever he's good and ready to do so. Fast forward to the summer of 2010, and I got a phone call from my cousin and his wife, and they said, Megan, we're so excited. We are adopting a baby from Ethiopia. I was like, wow, I had no idea that they were going to be adopting a baby fantastic. Oh, congratulations. Hung up the phone and I was like, man, that's wild. I had no idea they were going to adopt, but that sounds pretty cool. I wonder what made them decide to do that. I'm not kidding. A few months later, some very good friends of ours here in town called and said, guess what? We are adopting a baby from Ethiopia. And all of a sudden in that moment, I was watching two families walk into the journey of adoption, specifically from the country of Ethiopia. And I thought to myself, why, why aren't we doing that? What, what is it about them that brings them to a place of faith where they are willing to expand their family in that way and walk out what they feel like the call of God is on their life? And why aren't we doing that? So that summer, I decided to talk to my husband while we were brushing our teeth, you know, at 11 o'clock at night, getting ready to jump into bed, which is never really the best time. This is your second public service announcement of the episode to talk to your spouse about something tender to your heart when everybody's tired and ready to just hit hit the hit the hay. So anyway, I said, you know what? I... I can't get this idea of adoption out of my mind and my heart. I don't need you to say anything. And I think he was thinking, oh, thank God. (laughs) I don't know what I would say. I said, I don't need you to say anything. In fact, I don't want you to respond. I just want you to know that this has been on my heart. I can't seem to get the idea out of my head. And I really would love to commit to praying about this. So we did. We took about a month and we didn't talk about it uh, with each other. We both kind of prayed in our own separate spaces and came back together and a month later and, you know, he said, you know what, I, I feel like my heart is open to pursuing what adoption could look like for our family. Oh man, I don't know how it is for you guys, but I can, I can go fishing all day long. That's what my husband calls it. Are you just fishing or we, this is an actual conversation. And just fishing means that you don't think any fish are going to bite. And so you can throw the line in the water and kind of float out all kinds of ideas, knowing that nothing ever really is going to happen. But in this case, he took the bait and he said, you know what? I'm willing to think about it, pray about it. How about you? And so I uh, I was like, oh man, I guess so. So I remember taking my elementary school kids to school that August and dropping them off. And instead of going about my day, whatever I had on my agenda in my planner, 
I really felt a distinct impression from the Holy Spirit that told me to go ahead and abandon my plans for the day, head home, and kind of lock myself in the house and spend a day of prayer and fasting. So I turned off all social media, didn't check my email, turned off my phone, and really spent the day uh, fasting from food and praying. And I opened my Bible and I looked through the scriptures, kind of Googling any place in scripture where God was talking about orphans, adoption. Um, And it turns out God has a lot to say on the matter. I took copious notes, wrote in my journal all day long. And that night at the dinner table, I said to my husband, okay, I really feel like we're supposed to take the next right step in this direction. And as I was praying about it as well, you know, all those years, I thought, (laughs) this is how my prayer went. Dear Lord, you know that our hearts are open to expanding our family through adoption. And if you want to bring that into our life, just know that we are here, we are waiting, we are ready. And I think I always imagined that I would get some sort of phone call and uh, the person on the other end of the line would say, unfortunately, sadly, tragically, there's been an accident and there are these kids uh, who no longer have parents and the only family that we can think of is you guys. You guys would be the perfect family for these children. And at that point, I would say, wow, Lord, I think you're right. Well, thankfully, that never did happen. Um, And I remember talking to the Lord about it, and he said, you know what, Megan? You keep praying that I would drop some kids on your doorstep, metaphorically speaking. Yet all you need to do is walk out your door, stand on your doorstep, and look around. Because there are kids all over this world who could use the love of a family. It's your choice. And that truth really hit me like a ton of bricks. So one step at a time, we did go down the journey of adoption. We adopted our son and our daughter in December of 2011. They came home to Colorado in the wintertime, snowing, cold, um, Christmas music everywhere, lights everywhere. It was just overstimulation at its finest here in the United States of America. And um, as many of you know, adoption comes from a place of brokenness and a place of trauma. And I don't want to, um, I hold that in the highest regard. I don't take it lightly in any sense of the word. And our kids were were grieving when they came home. Um, you know, I, I often wonder if it felt like they were being kidnapped when just some random mom and dad show up at your care center and pick you up and say, you are now our children. And it was very difficult when they first came home for all of us. Uh, there was a lot of grieving and brokenness and trauma. And I don't want to get into... Um, the finest details, uh, first of all, because I believe a lot of it is their story to tell when and if they ever want to do so. But I can tell you my perspective. And as a mom, 
I felt like I was failing everybody. Um, I was underwater. Uh, I didn't know how to stay afloat. And every time my husband would go to work and life would get really complicated around our home, I wasn't sure that I was the mom that was meant to be helping these children. I I felt like I was causing more harm than good at some level. And so, again, my husband would come home to find his wife, me, crying harder than the kids many days. And eventually, um, he said, you know what, I think, I think it might be good if you see somebody. And by see somebody, he meant call a counselor. So I got a good recommendation of a counselor and uh, I walked into her office um, one day several months after the kids came home and the night before my husband and I had been talking about just the difficulty of what we were all walking through. And, uh, and I said, you know what? My whole life feels like a sacrifice. I don't know how to do this. And it was not pretty. So I went into the counseling office and I sat on my counselor's couch and I was, I was ready, man. I had my I had my sob story ready to go, and I was honest and sharing all about the difficulty of what was happening underneath our roof and in my own heart. And I expected her to kind of look at me and give me a pat on the back and say, Oh, honey, your life is so hard. It really is hard. I don't know how you do it, but let's just take baby steps and figure this out together. I'm here to report that that is not what she said. In fact, she looked across the room, straight into my eyes, and she said, you know, Megan, motherhood is not your highest calling. And in that moment, I was like, "Uh, come again? could uh, Could you please repeat that? Because if it's not my highest calling, I I don't know what's happening right now because this is all I'm doing is mothering 24-7 for little hearts under my roof and I'm doing a pretty crappy job if I do say so myself. And she said, of course, motherhood is beautiful and wonderful and an amazing calling in your life. But your highest and greatest calling is to be a daughter of God. To be rightly related to him. And when you find your identity in him, when you understand that you are his and nothing can separate you from his love, then everything else flows from that. So she was talking to me about this idea of putting the kingdom first and everything else flowing from that. That day, sitting on that couch, I had a massive perspective shift. What did it look like? What could it look like for me to be so grounded in the love of Jesus, to be so clear about who I am in him, that I would not be ruffled 
the way I had been ruffled by everybody else's behavior around me. What would it look like to release the control that I was hanging on to so tightly and trust that God had a plan for me to grow my heart and my mind in my understanding of him so that I would be mothering from an overflowing cup and not an empty one. So I have spent the last 12 years at this point on this journey of figuring out what does that look like? What does true kingdom living kingdom first living look like. And that's what I want to explore with you on this podcast. I have, I still see my counselor. It has been, uh, let's see, 13 years now. Well, I guess 12. Um, but I still see her. I still grow. I'm still learning what it means to be a daughter of God and a woman of God and what it looks like to have everything else flow from that place. And that's what I want to explore with you all in this podcast. What does it look like to say yes to the stirring of the Holy Spirit in your life, even when the other side of obedience feels very scary? I have a friend that says it's a powerful moment when your yes meets God's story and plan. He loves you. He is wooing you to himself. There is a stirring in your heart. This is the place for people that feel that Holy Spirit stirring or at least want to feel that Holy Spirit stirring into something greater than themselves. When we look at our life through the lens of our own selves, it can feel pretty bleak. At times. And yet God offers us an authentic exchange of hope. The first book that I wrote several years after we brought our kids home is called A Beautiful Exchange, Responding to God's Invitation for More. We are going to spend some episodes unpacking what is this idea of the beautiful exchange In short, I can tell you that it's this idea that you want to follow God's call no matter what. You want to be sold out for him, following him, and yet the unknowns of your life feel scary and the risk seems too great. If you're anything like me, you might find it difficult to really live out your faith as you sit in the tension between this worldly comfort that is so alluring and the call of a risky obedience. You might find yourself perched in that delicate balance of of having two choices. Either number one, you pull back from this invitation to wholeheartedly follow God. You retreat to the coziness of your comfort zone because that feels easier. You understand that place no matter what it is. Or number two, you bravely say yes because you hope and believe that God has something more in store. 
I feel like this idea of living in the beautiful exchange is that moment of, of choice. Listen, I can pull back into my cozy comfort zone or I can take one more step of obedience, bravely saying yes to God because I know he has something more for me. So throughout the episodes and seasons of this podcast, I want to venture outside our collective comfort zone to explore what God is rearranging in us, rearranging in our hearts and minds, reframing, renewing what we understand about life, what we understand about love. We will journey together into this stirring, walking out this journey of following God. I want to thank you for listening I want to invite you to join me in this adventure of discovery as we dig deeper into what it means to experience the kingdom of God and live out our true identity in him. Because I believe that he has a highest calling for you. It is not what your worldly label is, but it is who he has created you to be in him how he has manufactured and woven your DNA to be unique in this time and in this place. What does it look like to have your identity so anchored in him that you can walk out on a daily basis, one step at a time? Walk out that path that he has purposed for you. So I want you to get comfortable, but not too comfortable. I'll leave it here for today. And we will continue to unpack this idea of the beautiful exchange and see what God is inviting us into because I believe that he has woven a dream deep within your heart that only he can fill. He's calling you into that space. Let's uncover what that is together. Thanks for hanging out with me and I can't wait to chat with you next time. Thank you so much for listening. If this episode challenged or inspired you, I would be honored if you would rate it and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts so others can hang out with us too. If you'd like to connect at a deeper level, you can find me on Instagram at Megan underscore Nilsen or head to my website, meganbnilsen.com and schedule a free curiosity and connection call. Let's keep the conversation going.